This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Okay, yeah, let's stop tiptoeing around this shit. Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing Horrorish Podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey guys. And I'm your host Rob. How's everybody doing tonight? How's the How's the gold room? Feeling nice. Feeling not good. too shabby. Good. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling good. Uh, Greg, for this episode, we're doing Baba Duke. He has a top hat on, so he's he's I think fitting into the gold room pretty well. I think, Wait. Oh. 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 oh Laura has a Laura has a top hat too. Wow. Wow. I am. It doesn't fit over my headphones. <laughs> I'm the odd man out. I think I'm your guy's waiter tonight, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. You guys just look so proper. Good job. I think the gold room likes it. It's probably appropriate, you know? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. Like I said, we're doing 2014's Babadook uh, this week. Um, so like I said, these guys are wearing top hats right now. We got our new uh, gold room shining uh, backgrounds going on right now. Everything looks nice and clean. Uh, looks cool. Uh, so let's see what we're drinking tonight. That's going to be the big thing here. So let me get the drop going. Ooh. What's in the cups? All right, Laura. So what uh, what is Lloyd serving us tonight? Lloyd is serving us the Baba Snooze. <laughs> <laughs> the Baba Why am I the only one that thinks that's funny? <laughs> Pretty funny. All right. The Baba Snooze. It is warm milk with some added Baileys, whiskey, and cinnamon. And it is so good. I am obsessed with it. As you can see, I've basically finished it. I know. Jeez. You need to have Lloyd come around and give you another round. Wow. Mm -hmm. I'm going to find you on the shiny carpet. That's all right. (laughs) I've been there before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that's a good drink that's a cool drink yeah we're actually working on something for our website right now a little uh a little drink page we don't know what we're going to title it yeah we're gonna have a couple recipes of some drinks we've had in the past and everything so we're gonna have that up on our website uh to a podpage.com slash conjecturing pod so if anyone wants to check it out we got right now we got a new uh greg do you want to explain what our new what is it greg a dvd page we created yeah, we created more or less a shelf of DVDs. So I feel like a portion of our population still has no idea what a DVD is because they're too young. But there are these <laughs> things where movies were placed on discs and you would stick it into a machine and watch it on your TV. Um, so we created essentially a shelf and, and uh, divided the shelf into this kind of large case, I guess you could call it, into shelves. And the top shelf has our combined aggregate top rating. So anything we've rated from a four star or four, whatever the, the metric of the week is, all the way to five, <clears throat> you take the average of the three of us, you, you get on the top shelf. And then it just goes down from there all the way to uh, you know to the bargain bin or the, the waste basket, which <laughs> we, we have one movie that has been thrown in Can there. Can you guess? Yeah. Uh, yeah sadly Wait. it's a it, uh-huh well i was gonna say greg if people don't know what a dvd is then they're definitely not going to understand that the background <laughs> is blockbuster video <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I, I think it's i think it's conjecture video we don't want to get sued i think wait <laughs> is blockbuster still in business they're still in business right no no mm-hmm. oh all right fuck him then yes yeah, blockbuster yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
make him after us. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but good job, Greg, having that idea, kind of running through it, get it going and everything. It look it looks super cool. It looks super clean. You know, we'll see if we can add anything more to that wastebasket as we go along here from the air. Mm. You know, um <laughs> that's, always, that's always my favorite looking to see what's in the garbage bin. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, unfortunately, to my dismay, I have quite a few of our picks on the bottom shelf. So I will admit to that (laughs) in which that's okay. (laughs) The shelf looks really cool. We're going to update it on a weekly basis. Uh, It'll be real fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So if you want to check it out, like I said, go to our website, podpage.com slash conjecturing pod. Yeah. So let's do real quickly, a little bit of show news. Um, So I wanted to say to to everybody listening um, and to these guys, these guys somewhat knew about this, but not exactly. Uh, We're nominated for a Webby award. And uh, <laughs> you, you, know, you nominate yourself. So let's not act like we got nominated by somebody else. So uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, I did it. I did it. I nominated us for the Webby Awards. Uh, do you guys have you guys even heard of this? Do you know what this nope, is? I have no guys know nothing. Wow, you guys are old timers, man. <laughs> hey. uh, yeah. So hey, we were just talking about blockbuster and DVDs. I don't I know, know what the hell a Webby is. Yeah. Don't like add the, fuel to fire. The, yeah. the, you want to be nominated for the VHS Awards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so. So pretty much what the what the Webby Awards is, it's pretty much just a it's it's an award show for everything based on like Internet. So whether it's like YouTube videos or or any type of media that's Internet mobile based, you know, stuff like that. Um, It's presented by the International Academy of Digital Arts and Services. So it's a big it's a big award show. It's a big internet award show, really. You know, um, it's been wow. going on since like whatever the nineties or something like that, but it's really come into, I would say big prominence in the last like 10 years. Um, but so I nominated us for it, you know, I'll tell you a little story about the nomination process, but, but let me just run down first. Um, some of the people that have been nominated or won things from this, this, uh, this prestigious award. So I just want to say here. So, so we have some people that have won in the past. We got Will Smith. We got Childish Gambino. We got Ellen DeGeneres, Jimmy Fallon, Greta Turnberg won last year. She won something for an internet based, uh, um, thing she did, you know, got Tom Hanks, Cardi B, LeBron James, <laughs> you got wow. little Nas, you got uh, Dolly Parton, Roman Farrow and John Krasinski for his web-based. What was it like? This is the news or something like that. He did on the internet. Some you know? good news. Yeah, he did that. So like, those are all winners <laughs> and people that have won these type of awards. And then I nominated us oh to be God, in this, <laughs> to be in this show. So, <laughs> so <laughs> hey, so Rob, before they won, they were nominees. Were they not? Yeah, that's true. They were all just nominees. So, so um, you know, so you can see, like, we're definitely going to be at the child's table in the corner or something like that. Maybe we'll just have to be looking at a window. Maybe I don't know yet. But uh, but uh, so it's just something I've known about for a while and something that I saw on Instagram that was like, hey, like, you know, last day to sign up to nominate uh, yourself or whatever for the Webby Awards. And I was like, oh, right, let me do it, you know. So I went on, you know, filled out our information. It pretty much gives you categories you can nominate. You could do like best host, you can do best episode, and it runs down genres. It's it's like, you know, movies, TV, podcast, radio, things like that. So of course we're under the podcast category. And then within that, it lets you, like I said, nominate best host. You want to nominate somebody. So I I think I clicked Laura. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna nominate Laura for a best host for a podcast. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I think nice. <laughs> so then I started clicking all I started clicking all these categories of like, oh yeah, this is, let me just throw them in. Let me throw them in. I think it was like maybe eight categories I nominated us for. And then I pressed the next tab and then it's like, oh, okay, these cost money. So then <laughs> it was like you owe three thousand dollars. <laughs> 
if, God, if you want if you want to nominate this this amount of of categories and i was like okay let me uh back back check you know let me uh, go back a bit <laughs> so we ended up doing one we ended up doing one category and i what i ended up doing was i ended ended up nominating us for a podcast category and that's for best individual episode. And I nominate our Cloverfield episode. Nice. As, cool. as, as our best episode to be nominated with. I don't know who else is going to be in that category. I don't think anything is even announced for a couple months still, maybe. Um, who's going to be in that category. I know some of the ones that have been in there lately is like the, the Daily Show and stuff like that. And Conan O'Brien and things like that are usually in those type of comedy podcasty categories. I know... Pod Save America has been in there with podcasts and stuff like that, or um, you know. So we'll see who's in the category. I don't know, but I'm just like, shoot, let's just throw it out there. That was, I think, one of our best episodes, Cloverfield oh, episode, yes, continuously funny sure. all the way through. So we're nominated. I don't know how it's gonna go. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't even know how the process works, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh but <my> uh, <laughs> but I think it's gonna be hilarious, you know. <laughs> so and and we can always just say like we're a we're a not we're a Webby Award nominated podcast. We can say that like, it's true. Okay. All right. Nobody else do that so that we could be the only ones. <laughs> we could be the only one. Yeah. 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 So so we'll see. We'll see what happens we'll let everybody know if they need to do anything i don't know if there's like a fan voting that they need to do i have no idea so if i know in- more any-, any more information i'll let everybody know you guys can go and vote for us somewhere possibly i have no idea um <laughs> but you can always check it out on their website it's just the webby webbyawards.com and you can see like past winners and stuff like that and i'll let you guys know when there's a nomination page which we might be on i don't know <laughs> i just can't wait for like the the judges i think it's like 2000 judges it says here that there is uh the academy has 2.5 million votes cast over 230 countries so so this is like global a global <laughs> event that that our little podcast is going to be on a piece Yo, of paper for we, so we've got our homie in iceland who's going to throw down his vote yes. our, other, our other listener in algeria mm-hmm. oh. you know, from the from the web statistics so you know what nice we're on our way yeah, and I just can't wait till somebody, one of these judges votes and listens and, and it's just like, are these guys talking about kaijus? Like, what is what is <laughs> happening right now? Or or Greg's making noises from like a monster he saw in a movie. So I, I don't know, but uh, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens. Oh, but I, I'm excited. I think it's cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I surprised I surprised these guys a bit. So uh, we'll see, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but that, that's that's like I think the biggest update we have going right now is like I'll nice. let you guys know what happens with that. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, awesome. So uh, do you guys have any follow up from previous show? Uh, last week we did Tusk. We did Tusk. Mm. Did you drink any tea? Did you see a spider? Definitely drank tea. Oh, wow. I, I just not drink any more tea. Hey, I, I will say this. I did find two new other songs that would go way better than the original soundtrack during the oh, Walrus geez. fight. <laughs> two songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna splice those one of these days and show you guys. Oh man. Oh, yeah? Okay. I still like it, Greg. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I think I'm in that camp too, you know. Uh but uh okay, cool, cool. Nothing there. All right, so let's uh yeah, so let's move to the intro of the movie here a bit. Uh this was Laura's movie pick. Laura chose Baba Duke. Uh Laura, so why did you choose this movie? Baba <laughs> Duke. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Holy shit, that was horrifying, Lord. That's that not way, that, that's way not too legit. Good. That's not legit. Oh my god. Ba, ba, <laughs> no, 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 no. No more, no more, no more, no more. 
Actually, I have a really funny story. I'm going to have to tell this real quick. Um, we're not going to do it, obviously, or else I wouldn't tell you. But my husband and I watched this movie and we decided at the time that we thought it would be a funny idea to try to scare you guys um, <laughs> with the Robaduke. <laughs> <laughs> the Robaduke. The Robaduke. Is that when I poop my pants? What is that? <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> the Robaduke. We were gonna have it where like all of a sudden my my gold room background went down and I was oh. like, what's going on? And then you you know, these guys can see my door mm-hmm. right behind me. So yeah. I'll be looking at you guys, and then all of a sudden my husband Brooks would, you know, he's like six four. Mm-hmm. He'd come in the door with the top hat, like a black <laughs> trench coat, black gloves, and would just be like, Raba. Oh, Duke. my God. Oh, man. We almost did it. Why didn't you do it? You should have done it. You? I know. Because, you know, we have the ideas, but we're not really good at executing that kind of stuff. <laughs> so. He comes in. He has no pants on. <laughs> He's like, oh, crap. He's like, I forgot half the outfit. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be that'd be awesome. You should have done it, Laura. Okay. I know. We should have no, done it. Anyway, so that was the funny story. Yeah, I would have literally shit my pants probably if I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, true. <laughs> no, you can see, that's the thing. You say that, but you wouldn't. You would know it was him. You would start laughing hysterically. <laughs> like, how far would I have would I have had to take that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'd have to have full makeup on, so I wouldn't be able to recognize him. That's why. Oh mm. my god. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So back to your original question, Laura, why did you pick this movie this week? Oh, well, I picked it because so this was only my second time watching it. Mm. And the first time I watched this movie, it was probably back in like, I think we actually watched it right when it came out around 2014 or 15. I thought it was like the scariest movie I'd ever seen in my life. Hmm. I was horrified that first time. Um, And I remember that even after finishing the movie, I was up for hours just thinking about it and like the significance and what it meant. And uh, yeah, I just knew that we had to talk about this. I mean, this movie's a real mind fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah. It literally fucked my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it tore me up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I mean, normally we would be doing our horrorish segment in this spot right now. But I think uh, I have a little game-ish thing I have coming up, I think. But we're going to do it later in the pod after a review. So just everybody, you know, get ready for that later on. Um, so let's just get into the movie then now. Let's just get into the movie here. Um, so let's, uh, it's time to open the Baba book. Let's open the book up in here. And let's get to our movie this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, so like we said, we're doing the Babadook 2014 film, writer-director Jennifer Kent's. The budget of this movie is only $2 million. That's crazy that this Whoa. movie only costs $2 million. Uh, box office, wow. it only made $10.3 million. I mean, that's whatever, five times its budget, but I would assume it was more than that. Um, hmm. But it probably has a bigger following once it got the VOD and this and that yeah. and all that stuff, you know? Um, uh, Laura, do you want to do some interesting facts? I do. So when asked where the idea for the Duke came from, the director, Jennifer Kent, said... I have a friend who's a single mother whose son was traumatized by this monster figure that he thought he saw everywhere in the house. So I thought, what if this thing was real on some level? So Jennifer Kent went on to make Monster, which is a 2005 short film about that exact idea. And she couldn't leave it alone. She says she kept coming back to it. And that's what led to the full length movie of The Babadook. Mm. Um, Yeah. And also Jennifer Kent, the director, she holds all the rights to the film. 
And when asked if there would be a sequel, she said, I will never allow any sequel to be made because it's not that kind of film. I don't care how much I'm offered. It's just not going to happen. I like that. I I love that too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if if you want a sequel, sorry, not going to happen. And I was going to ask you guys real fast before we like move on a little farther is like speaking of like, you know, her story with like the child and seeing monsters. And do you guys remember like your childhood at all of like seeing things or imaginary friends or Anything like that? Do you guys have any memory of that when you guys were little? I never actually saw anything, but I had the night. I had nightmares, night terrors. Like mm-hmm. that's when I would, that would happen. But never, I would never actually remember seeing anything. You never like built a crossbow or some type of <laughs> contraption to throw into a corner? No. Nothing. What about you, Greg? You, you seem like, I feel like Greg has had things. Come on, Greg. What's the truth, Greg? No, I've never hallucinated any type of beings. I, I do remember one time I... <laughs> My parents, no, I ran out of my parents' room at night toward my front door to grab something out of the living room and all the lights were off. And I remember seeing like, you know, a dark Babadook shaped figure by the door uh, and that freaking me out and sticking with my memory. Of course, you know, when you're that little, your your memory and your perception is completely, not completely unreliable, but it doesn't hold up really mm-hmm. well. You can't really c- count on it. So a lot of things that you remember at that age, you know, may not really be accurate, but yeah, I, you know, seen some stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, well, you know, reading certain uh, books and, and watching certain TV shows and movies that you were probably way too young to watch can put those ideas in your head for sure. Oh yeah. Man. I feel like I, I know in our par- paranormal episode, I told stories about, you know, my parents' house was oh, haunted yes. and, I, and we were all yeah. in the haunted room and I was in there and, you know, we, I would like see certain things here and there, but I don't think I ever told the story of the fact that like, there was one time where like, I don't know if I was, I was probably young. I was probably like five or six years old. I guess like this kid, you know? And I remember like looking at like a dresser I had and literally thinking that like the drawers were like slowly opening and like these little like creatures were peeking out at me. Ugh. So like that was pretty creepy, you know? But uh, mm. like nothing ever happened more than that. So maybe we're like baby Babadooks. I don't know. Baby Babadooks. That's the thing. Is I feel like the darkness when there's pitch black, uh, you know, in many ways, what you see in this movie, when there's this pitch blackness yeah. and your eyes can't really focus or make any shapes, that's when you see a lot of the crazy stuff. Yeah. No, I agree. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We can we can move on then, Lauren. We can move on. What, what other interesting facts do you have now that I'm scaring myself? Okay. <laughs> Uh, William Friedkin, you may remember him as the director of oh. The Exorcist. He said of this film, I've never seen a more terrifying film than The Babadook. So oh. the director of The Exorcist, who <laughs> said, and we talked about this in, the, in that episode, that he was horrified by how the actors acted in The Exorcist and how they were able to execute it. And he is saying he's never seen something more terrifying than this movie. Wow. So that's huge. That's legit. And lastly... In Hebrew, Babadook means he is coming for sure. Ooh, oh, jeez. Wow. Of course it is. <laughs> That's, That's the scariest definition for the name I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. I saw something else online where, where Babadook is like an anagram for a bad book. So if you take the letters oh, from a bad, a bad book and you you know anagram it, and you can do oh. Babadook. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know? What if you just switch the B's and the D's? It'll, it says a dad book. <laughs> Dada book. A dada oh. book. <laughs> You're like, you guys are like, my son used to say that to me all the time. Yeah, I know. Jeez, I know. Yeah. Dada book. Oh my God. If my child said that, <laughs> I, I'd be like, I, I hope you're illiterate now because we're not reading books anymore, kid. <laughs> that is horrifying. <laughs> oh my God. Oh no, my no, thank God. you. No, thank you. Uh, all right, Laura, do you want to do cast? Sure. 
Essie Davis plays Amelia. She's the mom. Noah Wiseman as Samuel. And he was six years old when he filmed this movie. That's really crazy. Mm, It is crazy. Haley McElhinney as Claire. Probably botched that, but we'll keep going. (laughs) Uh, Barbara West as Mrs. Roach, the next door neighbor. Ben Winspear as Oscar, the dad. And then we've got Tim Purcell as the Babadook. Oh, and okay. I just have to mention sweet little Hachi plays Bugsy, the dog. Oh, man. Right when I right when I saw a dog, I put in my notes. I'm like, come on. I know you guys are going to kill this dog. You assholes. It's like, you know? why? Every yeah. single time. You, I, you know what I thought? I thought this the other night when I watched this movie for the third time. I was thinking to myself, like, about the dog again and just, like, pondering it and being like, like, why? Why do we do this? And I was like, you know something? Fuck this. And I was like, I'm going to write a fucking story where, like, the dog is the hero of the horror movie. Yeah, Like, like the dog saves the family. The dog defeats right. the demon or a ghost I or love whatever. It. You know what I mean? Because, like, I, I feel like they need to get some 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 payback, you know? Um, so, I'm, oh, don't worry. I'm going to write something like that. Call, I don't know what I'm going to title it, but, you know, it'll be, it'll be pretty cool. Maybe we'll do it on a Pick Your Poison or something like that, you know? Sweet. I like it. Yeah. I love uh, it. Uh, Laura, you want to do synopsis? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet. Yeah, don't, oh. don't don't be creepy Baba Duke again. No more of that, okay? No. <laughs> what if I did the whole synopsis like this? <laughs> okay, stop. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, my okay. God. Babadook, it's a psychological thriller about a mother and she is suffering from the most intense grief of losing her husband and more or less taking it out on her already troubled young son. Um, And then to make matters worse, they seem to be haunted by the scary figure known as the Babadook. um, That is part of a children's book that just appeared on her son's shelf one day and you know, by the time the movie concludes, you hopefully begin to see exactly who and what the Babadook is. Okay, pretty good. Nice. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, let's just uh, let's start. We always start. Let's start with the, the opening, like the setup of this movie, really like setting up what's going on to these two really main characters. Um, so who wants to start? Uh, Laura, you want to start and kind of get us going here with what you think of the opening, set it up a bit? Yeah, I, I think the opening was super effective. It opens up kind of creepy the mother is having a bad dream and uh, i mean unfortunately it's not a fictional dream it, it is she's actually replaying the terrible accident that car accident that took her uh husband's life um and you know and then it gets kind of trippy and she's awoken by her son who is six years old and was clearly having a nightmare and screaming for her and uh, so, you know, that whole thing is just kind of eerie. You're getting right into it. Um, and then I thought it was super cute. Then it immediately jumps into her opening all the doors, the closet door, mm. you know, this yeah. this door to, to show the son that, nope, no. I mean, there's no speaking, but it's just known that she's opening all these doors to show the son like, nope, no monster in here, no monster in there. Yeah. Um, and then the next scene, he's obviously now in bed with her, which he is through most of the movie um, because he's scared. And, you know, I thought the opening was good, too, because you can just with very minimal uh, talking, you see how just tore up this mom is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she is not sleeping. She looks so unwell when her kid is in her room or awake or screaming. She's just like not sleeping and just looks. Yeah, she's tore up. So. <laughs> Um, 
yeah, I mean, you, you just get a really good uh, little screenshot into kind of what their life is like. And, you know, that next morning, you when the sun's awake, he's he's got his weapons. So you're, you're kind of like, okay, is this kid violent? You know, like, um, yeah. but he's talking about how he wants to protect his mom. He doesn't want anything to happen to his mom. And she's just kind of not having anything that he says like, okay, whatever son, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really sad. I'll talk about this a lot, but this movie is so sad. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, we have to say right up front, we're all parents. Um, and, and I think this is something that is actually, probably going to be a big factor. And I think our review is the fact that we are parents, um, you know, cause we'll get into later rotten tomato scores and stuff. I went through and this and that, and uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but what do you think, Greg, what do you think of like the opening, the setup of this movie to me more just like Laura said, really setting up like how tore up this mom is in this movie to start, you know, and her dynamic with her child. What do you think, Greg? Yeah. It's funny, Laura, you said that it, the movie is, is continually sad. And yet you almost painted a picture that uh, of a scene that was happy. His mom is checking up on him, making sure there's no monsters under the bed, you know, tucking him in at night, et cetera. But it's what they convey, I think in this, the first few scenes, which is so great. And it's this, there's something awkward. Didn't you guys feel that? in the first yes. few scenes that there's Ugh. something awkward going on. I, I feel like the kid is really disconnected from his mom. So when she comes back from the, the dream in which for whatever, you know, you see her in the chair of a car, she's doing these uh, Lamaze breathing techniques and she's got this broken glass spraying across her face. And that's when she, you see her float into the bed and she wakes up. But when her, the voice of her son comes in, he's kind of muffled. He's like under a blanket or under water or something. And it just, it made me feel like he has to really struggle to get her attention. Mm-hmm. And you, you sense that in the first few scenes and like, that's what makes it so sad. They're going through their, like their daily routines, getting up, eating dinner, getting dressed, going to bed day after day after day. But there's a disconnect between them. There was that moment where he's trying to show her a magic trick with flowers. And then, mm-hmm. you know, before they leave to the grocery store, he goes and hugs her. And she, you know, he hugs her close and she kind of pushes him off. Oh. And that, that's what makes you think there was something odd going on, something unsettling that we're going to figure out later. So I, I love the fact that you get a sense of, well, they're doing the best they can. And yet something is off. And then I don't know how far you stretch the intro, but I, I would stretch it as far as the grocery store when she's shopping and they're about to leave. And then some random girl walks up to Samuel, that's her son. And then he immediately says something like, oh, my dad's in the cemetery. He got killed driving mom to the hospital to have me. Mm-hmm. You know, he clearly from that moment, you realize, oh, okay, that's the, okay. And the mom is very, I don't know if she's ashamed or she's upset or just shocked or because it seems like throughout the movie, he doesn't really have a filter on what he says. So her reaction is like, Oh, I can't believe you just said that. And of course, why would you continually bring up that memory, which we now know is a memory. And that's what, that's what you understand to be a conflict is like, clearly she's dealing with a difficult son who's building tools to shoot things through the house and just blurts out things at the drop of a hat, you know, no Mm -hmm. pun intended, but um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so though that's definitely the conflict you see in the beginning and just i love intros like that where you it's, it's like laura said you don't even have to say that much show it to me and we we definitely saw it yeah yeah i mean i i love like the opening setup of this movie like as much as like laura said it's you know sad that this mother and son clearly have like a really messed up relationship it's mostly one-sided to be honest with you you know mm-hmm. um 
but just like uh, you know just how crazy it is and like and like i said i had to watch this movie like three times to once just to run through and to see what's going on and then second time viewing you actually really pick up on everything the second time watching this movie of like oh my god like the little things of 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 looks that she gives him and things in that really you know conveying her i mean you just say it disgust with her own son she know? resents him. Yeah, yeah you know, which is which is crazy, him. you know. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but I yeah, I really like the opening. The whole thing with like the kid building contraptions, I thought was like at first I was like, wait, what is going on? Like, why is this? And then when you get to the end, you're like, this is fucking genius. This is so fucking cool. <laughs> you know, I put in my notes. He's fucking data from Goonies. He's like building yes. like things and this and that, you know. <laughs> Catapults that yeah. stuff under his back. Yeah, yes. I was like, this is fucking cool, you know. But uh, <laughs> but the the kid definitely because uh, I've never seen this movie, of course. And but this kid looked familiar, and I was trying to figure out why I know him. And I remember there's been a couple articles in the line the last couple years of most hated characters in horror movies, and I believe this kid either won it or was like top three wow. of like most He's hated, one. right? And so, like, that's why I'm like, oh, that's why I know this kid, because he's, like, one of the most hated characters. And not for, like, his acting, but just, like, I guess his his actions in the movie, his outbursts and stuff like that. And so that's why I was like, oh, wow, like, what am I in for here? But uh, I don't know. I mean, let's get into it. I think we should just get yeah, into I... it then. Let, let's get into the characters acting, because I think we do need to talk about it. Like, what? how do you guys line up with this kid, with these outbursts? Do you hate it? You know, is it hatred? You know what I mean? Like, what do you think, Laura? No, it is not. I get that he can be loud and crazy and frustrating. And when he had his little freak out in the car, visually, as someone who doesn't like weird visual Mm -hmm. things, I cringed, of course. But he is six years old. And what he, his six years of life have been a single parent who does not take care of herself at all is not taking good enough care of her son, is not paying him any attention, clearly resents him, shows him no love. Like Greg mentioned the scene, he tries to give her a a tighter hug than he was doing and she literally flips out and she sounds like a scary Babadook in that scene. (laughs) She's like, don't do that. You know, her voice gets all deep and scary. I mean, this poor kid, it's just, it's it's actually really sad. You guys, I cried through so much of this movie. Really? You did? And I remember, I I don't think I cried the first time too, but I was just... And I'm okay. So that, that's kind of the thing, right? So Rob, you just watched it. The, my first watch, I was just really scared. Hmm. And second time around, how you were saying the second time you really see a lot more and it all just gets put together. And it's funny how you were putting in your note, like, oh, this kid's a genius. I kept putting in my notes throughout the movie. Like he knows so much more than she does. He gets it. And he is six years old mm-hmm. and he has it all figured out and is trying to help you. I, I mean, yeah, I, I get why people joke and say he's the most hated character, but Rob, you nailed it. I think if you're a parent, yes, you exactly. Don't. You don't because all those scenes where he's screaming, she is not paying any attention to him. He is just begging for her attention. And it doesn't matter what he has to do, whether it's scream, freak out, stand on top of a swing set. He's got to do something that's going to get her attention because she has ignored him. Mm-hmm his whole life yeah that was my biggest thing and that's why i brought it up so early on is like the parenting factor of like yeah if if you do not have a child 
and you see this kid doing this, you're like, what a fucking little asshole. Like, yes, why isn't exactly. why isn't he behaving? But mm-hmm. as a parent myself, I'm like, that happens daily. Yeah. You know, maybe it's not to that degree, <laughs> but like that's just commonplace. That's life. That's parenting. Jesus. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, right. and so like I it didn't bother me at all. I was just like thinking in my head of like, okay, like I probably would have settled him down and talked to him a certain way. And you know what I would have done as a parent. But so I, I just, it didn't, I, I don't get the hatred for the kid. I just don't get it. Like you said, Laura, you're actually, you're feeling remorse for him through yes. most of this movie. You know, I was like rooting for him most of this movie. So I, I what do you, where did you fall on the line, Greg? What do you think about this kid? When I saw this movie originally, yeah, I, I was really annoyed by the kid when I first saw mm-hmm. it. But watching this yesterday, I mean, sign me up to the camp that you guys just started because I totally empathize with this kid. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing is like, our, you know, our kids are not the same age, but they're within a couple of years of each other. So I feel like we, we're experiencing a lot of the same phases that they go through. And just Laura and I, we were talking like right before you jumped on, Rob, about, you know, my kid has just been rough today. He's been like a Babadook. And it's like, <laughs> the thing is, is having seen that, unbridled frustration in their eyes you know being you can see it they're feeling something but they have literally no idea and they have no experience with which to draw on to behave and act out rationally and here you are you know 30 20 40 years however old you are older than your kid and you're expecting him to suddenly match your logistical level of oh this is how things should be done you need to listen that's all you need to do it's not that simple and i'm totally guilty of that and that's why I feel like I, I totally on um, th- whoever you know this this uh, kid who did the acting, he absolutely killed it. Yes, because I and mean, I don't know how they directed him to act or what they told him to do, but every moment I could see was you know he was just looking for attention from his um from his mom, who was continually disconnected and from him, which. You know, we, we go on later in the movie to find out she has pretty damn good reasons for being feeling that way. But at the same time, the reality stands is he's a six year old kid who, who needs his who needs, you know, someone to look after him and give him attention. And Laura, you said that you cried several times. I never cried throughout the movie, but having heard you say that makes me think like I ought to have during that scene when she tried to, when he tried to hug his mom. And she pushed him away because like, I remember, you know, I used to get dropped off at school by my dad every day and we would do like, oh, hug and kiss. Right. Well, I got to the age where, you know, I was kind of too old to do that, but I didn't really know, you know, I just like, would, that's like high the routine. School. High school. <laughs> Sometime at some age, I remember thinking like, okay, well, this is just routine. Right. And then he kind of like, was like, eh, you know, like, don't, don't do that. Oh, dang. He's the one that said no. Yeah. Well, he didn't, say that. Dang. He, didn't, he didn't say that. He just kind of like turned like, okay, just go, you know, go to class. Whoa. And I remember as a kid being so hurt by that and like oh, thinking like, God. you know, what, like not ever it being explained to me. So now when I think about that, this scene, when he's just trying to show love to his mom, like I should have, that should have hit home, but I didn't realize it. But those moments can really, you know, affect your kids. Dang, you're yeah. gonna make you're gonna make Laura cry right now again. I know oh this goodness. might be the first time I cry yeah. on pause. Right? All right, good thing I'm recording. I'll put it on the internet. <laughs> It'll be our first TikTok. It'll be Laura crying. Uh, It'll be why I win a Webby Award. <laughs> oh yeah, Laura's best host, best tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that that's crazy, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I you know, it, it's it's just something that I definitely want to talk about because I think it is such a big factor of this movie. Is just like Absolutely. a parent a parenting view 
on this movie and how it's completely skewed. Like if you're not a parent, if you don't have that experience, like you're definitely going to see this movie in a different way. Um, so it's just crazy. But, yeah. but but let's talk a little bit more about like the kids actual acting. I know Greg talked a little bit about how he killed it in the scenes. Uh, what do you think, Laura, about the kids actually acting, especially being six years old? Uh, incredible. Because his fits are annoying and make you cringe. But he is an actor performing that. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's his acting is spot on. And the fact that he makes me cringe in one scene and then makes me cry in another scene because I can tell how much he loves and cares for his mom. His like only, I mean, she, he just like loves her so much. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. six-year-old actor is conveying that to me. It, yeah. It's incredible. I yeah, think he did I, great. I, yeah I, I agree. I thought his acting was great through this movie, you know, or for everything he did and, and all that stuff. So that's pretty crazy. Um, but I wanted to say real fast that uh, I read something online that was actually pretty interesting. I thought, you know, we haven't really talked about the mom character we will right now, but really, you know, like we, t- like we said, you know, the kid just wants her attention, this and that through most of the movie. And the mom, you know, eventually flips out and starts yelling at him and seeing stuff like that. And I thought it was interesting because Greg uh, talked to, you know, Greg asked a question of like how the kid was directed, how he was filmed. And so I read something online that said like all the scenes where the mom is like cussing at the kid or yelling at him or things that are even worse than that. Like that kid is not actually on the other side of that camera, you know, like, like that's mm. just the, the, them filming the mom, all the scenes that were violent or anything that was uh, you know, abusive. No way. They filmed all those scenes separate from the child. So they filmed the, the kids reaction separately and they filmed the mother scene separately and then they splice them together in it in post process. That's crazy. So there's never a scene where they're both in the same shot and she's yelling her brains out at him. No, unless they are literally in the same frame together, because then wow. you cannot do that. But uh, you know yeah. what I mean? But is that because he's kind of little and they he's, don't want to subject yeah. him to yeah, that? The, yeah, they, 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 the director literally said that. And I think in some of the reviews I said, of like she didn't want to abuse this child in, in half yes. of this movie. And, yeah. you know, he is he is six year old. Yes, maybe he is a really great actor, but he's still a six year old child, whether he thinks he whether he can even comprehend. I think he can probably of like this is a scene. This is a movie. This isn't real it still can mess with your brain a bit. I think maybe later on in your life of like, you know, things like that. I mean, you talk about, I mean, how many child stars are there that go on to like have really troubled lives, maybe because of stuff like that. We're just there at such a yearly at early age experiencing things that they probably shouldn't be experiencing because, you know, their parents want money and this and that, but, you know, um, so I thought it was really cool for this director to actually do that and be like, I'm not going to subject, you know, put him in those situations. We're going to shoot like this. She's a mom. The director's a mom. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's, that's yeah. the most responsible, ethical thing I've ever heard that a director has done for a child actor. That's amazing. Jesus, you're going to make me cry. Oh, this is real. <laughs> this is a crying, a crying episode. Oh, my goodness. Who ever thought? This is a horror podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's funny oh yeah but let, let's God. let's talk about the mom now let's talk about the mom her character her acting um laura can wipe her tears for a bit greg what do you think about the mom of it in this movie what do you think greg uh, oh boy acting is, was fantastic um she's distraught the whole movie that's basically what it is you find out through different events and you know through different explanations why she's so sad why she's so depressed why she's so angry you find all of that out just by the unfolding of the scenes but her acting the whole way was just great i was very convinced that she absolutely loved that kid i mean this is the thing is the scenes and this is something that i i think again not to alienate a person who's not a parent but if you're a parent you understand that polarizing flip-flop of 
oh, I love my kid to death. He's the only thing that matters to me. And the next thing he does something stupid or they do something annoying that just makes no sense. And it frustrates you to no end. Like that going between those two polarizing emotions is, is crazy, but she does it. There are moments where she yells at him for breaking the window. And then she takes him to ice cream the next day. She yells at him for wake, you know, not letting her sleep. And then she makes him dinner and apologize. So it's like that feeling. I think she really captured that in this movie. Mm. Um, I really felt that she was upset by him and she would reach that breaking point to where you, you know, you just had enough and you can't go back and you fall off the cliff and, and you just, you lose it. You yell, you do something. And then the moments where she turns around and goes, God, like, she regrets that feeling and she wants to go back and bring him closer. So I was so convinced. I think she was such a great actress in this. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Laura? What do you think about the, the, the mom in this? Can you say it without crying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I totally agree. I think her acting also just nailed it. I mean, how exhausted she looked, how I could feel that she was on the verge of giving up and that the grief she was experiencing, I could feel that in my soul watching her. Just like, it made me uncomfortable. It made me sad. It explained everything I needed to know. Yeah, that's really really not much else to say. She she also killed it. I mean, these two actors, very strong. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they are the pretty much the really the characters in this movie, yeah. you know, more or less. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I, am, I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. I thought she was just great in this movie, especially. I I, I mean, I made a note in my in my uh, notes here of just like she literally plays almost three separate characters in this movie. She plays like a sweet mother at times when she feels sad before what she did. She plays you know a grieving you know wife. She plays a parent that just doesn't want anything to do with her child and then she literally plays like a psycho mm. demon at, mm -hmm. at a point in this movie i'm like she plays everything in this movie and all flawlessly not that there's not ever one scene where i'm like oh like that that was not a great acted scene especially for all she has to do um but one thing i did want to say is like just like greg talked a little bit about being a parent and and, and having you know your child and this and that of like we're, we're living in a time right now where it's like I have been quarantining more or less with my son as like a stay at home father for like a year now. And so like, I, it's just been me and him. I have my wife, of course, but she, you know, works during the day remotely and stuff like that. But it's me and him. We're trapped in a one bedroom apartment for together 24 seven. So like there's scenes in this movie where the mom is like, you could tell her look is like, I just need a break right now. And like, I'm telling you right now, I've been there this year. I've had these exact experiences of like, yeah. oh my God, I just need a break. You know, luckily I do have a wife. So it's like, I can be like, I'm going to go for a drive for a bit. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to do something. Cause I just like need to like detox a bit, you know, from, mm -hmm. from this. And like, my kid is super good. He's not like, anything crazy like this kid in this movie but it's just like but it's like it that it's that 24 7 like constant that you get that's just like it's it's draining you know it's so draining and, and you would think it'd be simple like we don't do anything crazy but uh it's just you know i it's so like this movie hits home to me so much of like mm -hmm. the experience she's going through you know there's never a point where i go insane you know but like the situations i'm like this is real you know and i think that's why a lot of this movie like i feel for it is because like i get what they're doing i understand these situations as like a parent you know yeah well see the thing is you wouldn't but there are people who do it's it's yeah. crazy that that's an actual thing you know oh yeah parents kill their young kids because they're driven over the edge and they're not prepared and they just take it to the next level like it it happens which is scary to think mm -hmm. about 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the fact that this is like a movie, it makes you watch it as a movie and you can we can pick it apart. But if this was like a documentary, I don't I definitely could not have watched it. You know? Hell mm. no. Yeah, no way. Absolutely no way. Yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, I already like I, I watched this movie and, you know, it, it makes me think of the times when I've just had enough and I'm on my phone. It's like five o'clock, you know, and I'm just had the whole day together and it's just been a hard day. And I, I'm sure you guys know this when you just like need a moment to yourself, you go on your phone, right? Yeah. That's just what we all right. do. And all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'll have been zoning out and I'll hear my daughter be like, mom, mom, look at me, look at me. And then, <laughs> you know, she's old enough now or she'll be like, don't look at your phone. Yeah. And as soon yep. as she says that, I want to just die. I feel horrible. Yeah. Oh my God. Is she going to go to therapy one day and be like, my mom was always on her phone and not paying attention to me. I mean, my kid just... like jumps in. So I like, when I hold my phone, like a foot from my face, he'll jump into that, mm-hmm. that foot the space. space? And, like, get in yeah. I'm like, Ugh. My, my, my son slaps <gasps> the phone out of my hands. now. <laughs> 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 he'll like smack it and like, like, Oh my God, what's going on here? He'll do that. Or like, he has a fake, he has a fake phone now and he he'll look at me and be like, dad, I'm gonna send you a text. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> So it's like it's like half funny, but then half like, oh, oh. Man, I'm, I'm like a shitty parent right now. Fuck, you know. Uh, but I'm. Well, I'm glad I'm, I wasn't alone. Yeah, you're not. You're definitely not alone, Laura. No, like I said, we're. This is like such a weird like year we've had. It's like this is yeah. not like a normal situation where it's like we can just go to the park every day and like do something yeah. or get out and do this or that. We're like we're all stuck in like some type of setting for this long mm-hmm. period of time, and it's just like it's not the norm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I mean, hopefully none of our kids are like being like, this is their biggest developmental year and this is all they're going to yeah. remember for the next 10 years because we're going to be screwed, right. you know? But uh, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But let, let, let's talk now about like the actual like Duke. Let's talk about like the character, the creepiness, the book itself, which is half creepy, but half fucking cool. I fucking love Papa books. Right. Um, yeah. You know, uh, what, what do you think, Laura? Do you want to start with like, what do you think of like the Duke character? Anything you want to talk about? You know, I actually think you should go first because Greg and I have seen this movie before. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we knew, we knew like mm-hmm. the, what to not expect. The twist, but we, yeah, we knew what to expect. You've watched this three times and, yeah. you know, I, it was great when, uh, as soon as you watch the movie, we have our little chat channel and all of a sudden Greg and I see. <laughs> A message at like 2 a.m. from Rob that Rob that says, What the fuck was that ending? With like a big yeah. meme, like a yeah. WTF. So I, I feel like you should go first. You should talk about it. Cause you've probably had to just, you know, go on a journey to get to Yeah. Like- I mean, I mean, to be honest, like I'm the one that's never seen this movie. You guys really like set me up, I think, last week is it, of being like, this is really scary. This is really creepy. And I don't know if the bar was set too high or what, but I honestly wasn't scared a lot in this movie. It didn't scare me. There's really no jump scares. Like there's maybe one scene where like the Baba Duke like comes from the ceiling, you know, like technically like mm. into her mouth and it comes to camera frame. That's kind of jump scare ish. But this is more like you said, Laura, psychological yes. thriller, yeah. psychological horror. So it's not really like jump scare e. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I was really scared. I did my you know shit myself shuffle and I turned off the light after I got done watching <laughs> this and and I was perfect. I, I was uh, I was perfectly nice. fine. Like nothing scared me. I wasn't like looking over my shoulder to be like, is there a Baba Duke? Is there a coat and a hat following me? Or so it really didn't scare me. You know, nothing like that. Um, sadly. But but I don't know if that's this type of movie though, you know. So I I don't yeah. know. But um, 
yeah so that was kind of like my experience watching it for the first time was that of like not the creepiness or anything like that but the movie itself is effective for what it's trying to do though you know you didn't think his long fingers were scary you don't like stuff like that i thought they were cre- i thought they were creepy you know but not like scary i wasn't ever scared in this movie i actually was almost to the opposite where i really loved the way they shot it the way they did like stop motiony, you know, because mm-hmm. I think I read an article that's how they shot most of this was stop motion, and so like oh, wow. I so I was looking this more of like a film perspective of like how are they shooting this scene, like because it's not there, it's not almost like a character, it's not like a person in a suit. There's certain scenes where it clearly is, but most of it it's like a weird like amalgamation of like darkness. Yes. You know, and those yeah. are the scenes where I'm like, wow, that's fucking cool looking. I wasn't really scared. I was more just fascinated of just like, how do they fucking do this? This goes back to like what you were talking about earlier, Rob, was was the seeing things in the darkness. I thought th- I thought it was scary. And mm. the, the thing that made it scary was that you really you with the exception of maybe one scene where you slightly got as the side of his horrible face. For the most part, he was just as it was like a blackness over a blackness. Mm-hmm. So you really, you know, you really can't make out a shape. All you can see is like the long fingers and the top hat. He's got a very, you know, slender manish kind of vibe to him. And then the way that he floats without actually walking. I don't know. I, I, I was scared. It's, it's a very terrifying visual to me. Yeah. I mean, it's super, it's super effective. It's super effective for what they're trying to do in this movie. And I love the fact that like, we've talked about this in so many damn reviews of like, don't show us too much. Right. Mm-hmm. And this movie oh, yes. I thought was perfect all the way through. They actually yeah. never show They never show everything. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? They show you a little bit here, a little bit there but never a full like, oh, here I am in all my glory. You know what I mean? They they never do that. And I fucking loved that that was their choice. And it probably was more budgetary than anything. But I thought it was so effective of just showing like shadows. Like the only scene that I thought was the creepiest to me was like the very first time you technically kind of see him is when like her door slowly creaks open. Oh, and yeah. then like just like his like shadowy thing, like kind of like goes from the door frame to the darkness. To me, that's the creepiest one where I was like, oh, shit, like that's freaking freaky because I can just see myself in my room and my door creaks open by itself and being like, oh, fuck this shit, oh, you know. God. But uh, yeah. But what do you think, Laura? What do you think? Well, the, I, the first time I watched this movie, I was horrified i even remember thinking the scene where she goes into the police station in the middle of broad daylight was scary (laughs) because i wasn't expecting to see him and then like he appeared i remember jumping i yeah i just remember the first time i saw this movie i remember my heart was my heart rate was really elevated the whole time Mm. i was watching it and i think it's okay it's safe to say that any scary movie you see it's never going to be as scary the second time around so you kind of have to remember that especially when we do these movie reviews we don't Mm. want that to skew how we feel about it so i'm i'm not letting it affect me but i think that that first viewing i just didn't know what he was and that added to the fear yeah and this time i knew what he was so I was not scared at all the second time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, what did you guys think of the actual book itself? I thought the book was actually way more fucked up than some of the character <laughs> stuff in this. Well, yeah. Right? <laughs> Super <laughs> fucked up. Do kids have... Do they make pop-up books these days? Is that a oh, thing yeah. that kids... Mm-hmm. It's still mm-hmm. a thing? Okay, I thought that yeah. died with mm-hmm. our generation. Yeah, that that's the thing is they... 
it's a pop-up book. And I think part of the scariness is the fact that he pulls it off of their bookshelf in their home, but they've never seen this book before. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, you know, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> that was like one of my only, like, whatever, when you call it gripes or whatever, of like, what the mom wasn't ever like, I didn't buy this book. Why is this book here? Like, it seems like nobody has ever went in her house since this, this uh, her husband died. Like, who else would put that book there? You know? Oh, we'll get into it. Oh, oh I hope okay. we get into that. I, okay, course, okay. I think Lauren and I have ideas about that. Oh, okay. Well, I know it's uh, not like a real book, but you know what I mean? Like, in that in that moment, you know what I mean? I don't know why she wasn't questioning it, but... Uh, I think it's a real book. Yeah, I think it's a real book. And I, I also think it's, it's creepily made. That's the thing is, it's got these... You know, it's colored all in this charcoal, black, white, gray tones, and it's subtle enough in the beginning for you to keep reading to want to read more. And then at one stage in the book, it just goes full. This is horrific. And then you see yeah. you see Amelia, the mom, continue to read, flip through the pages and read with her eyes without saying it out loud. So she can kind of filter what's going on and not read the book to her kid. But while she's doing that, her kid's like, screaming at her mom does it get the boy does it live under the bed and mm-hmm. you know yeah. that those putting those two together of her trying to like oh what have i started let me flip through this book and him like screaming at her and then it flips to the next scene where she's reading like you know a mother goose book and he's just bawling in her lap yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> i just think it just all of that gives you a feeling of the gravity of how strong and horrific this random book is that you know it yeah. appeared on their shelf at home yeah yeah for as much as the book being creepy it's dope as fuck like it's a dope ass book and i even read something online they made like nine thousand books they may actually made a uh whatever a production company probably the movie studio um (laughs) that you know the director signed them and they they sold nine thousand like limited edition of this actual book i would not want that i was (laughs) i was gonna was gonna really cool (laughs) yeah i was gonna ask you guys no 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 not gonna have that (laughs) no not gonna have your your daughter stumble onto that one night. <laughs> I, I oh do, do you guys God. have that book? Go the f to sleep. No, no but I've Mm-mm. heard it. Oh, I have that. <laughs> we have that, and it's on our it's on our kid's shelf because he can't read yet. But I feel like <laughs> if I had the Baba to go slide it right next to that one. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only other thing I think Baba Dick was is like, what do you guys think about actual like his appearance? You know what I mean? Like, I know most of it is like a grayscale, somewhat. It's somewhat cockroachish i think at points you can like hear a cockroach stuff but what do you think about like the coat the top hat like did it work for you it's freaky to me yeah you guys i think it's freaky yeah yeah i was i wasn't exactly sure because you know if you if you like just showed that picture i'd be like that's kind of comical looking like it doesn't look creepy but like in the movie it works you know but i wasn't sure about that but uh there's something about uh, there's something about a trench coat or a, a a dress coat paired with a top hat. Yeah, there's something about a top hat. Something about mm-hmm. that that is really creepy. It's it's amorphous. The person looks a lot taller than they you they should be. You can't mm-hmm. really make out their shape. It's mm-hmm. there's something yeah. creepy about that combination. And they use it in this movie. Yeah, but if you throw a top hat and Josh Hart in it, he's hot as hell, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, Laura? Right? <laughs> Just broke my brain again. <laughs> I can't even picture it. I think oh if you're no. correcting for a deficiency, like a bad haircut, I think it improves. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it makes the, the person hotter. But like in this, I don't know. What do you guys think the Babadook's haircut looks like? What? It's probably, it's probably, it's probably like Josh Nitz, uh, Josh Hartnett's hair from faculty. It's probably looking like that. Like a weird bowl cut, you know? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think if you tried to make him look more humanized, to me, I, I see a bagul. Bagul. He's got like the rocker hair. Like add a top hat to Bagul 
and you, you're starting to look a little like Babadook. That's well, true. He, he's got sharp fingers. He probably cuts his own hair. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> he's a quarantine cutter. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, what about his actual voice? Laura did the voice earlier, and it, it scared me more than most of this movie. But uh, what do you guys think of the actual voice oh. so when she does get the phone call? When you when she's hiding under her blanket, Laura style. And she, he, do you hear the voice? Like, what do you think of the voice, Laura? What do you think, Laura? Shaking your head. It is horrifying. That's why I do it because to me, if you just made that noise, I would be so freaked out. Mm. Uh, if someone called me and just started shouting in that weird, like, <laughs> ah, I like, no, any horror movie that uses that, yeah, you, you got me. That's true. That's true. Cause that's like very, wasn't that like, wasn't that like the grudge that they do that noise in the grudge, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of like a throat gurgle or whatever you want to fucking call yeah. it throat scratch what about you greg did it scare you too it did there are a few other voices that he does too that he channels them through amelia there's that moment where she's waking up in the middle of the night and she wakes up to this kind of guttural yell oh, that says yeah. there's someone in the house oh that's yeah. right you're that like oh. jumped me off of the the cushion that i was sitting on oh no. and then <laughs> there are there are moments like that where he just comes up and he says something very simple like give me the boy just give him the boy. Just well, give him the, yeah. you know, things like mm-hmm. that. It's just, it's super unsettling. Ugh, yeah. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's just, uh, let's get to the ending of this movie. I feel like it's going to be a 30 minute conversation about the ending of this movie. Let's just get there. <laughs> you know, I feel like it should just be, uh, does it, does anybody, Laura, do you want to set up at least like to get to the ending kind of what's been going on in this story, you know? Yeah. So as we progress in this film, the mother and the boy are getting worse and, you know, the mother does not take care of herself and she is not sleeping at all. And they're being haunted by this quote unquote Babadook. And really, you know, as she keeps, she tries to get rid of the book and then it comes back. She tries to burn the book. It comes back. Of course. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the book actually changes. So the first time they, Mm -hmm. they read it, it's attacking the little boy, but as she reads it the second time, it's attacking her. And then it actually shows her being possessed by the Babadook and killing the dog and then eventually killing her son. And we all know it's no surprise that that is the direction that the movie goes Mm in. Yeah. And then her, but you forgot though, herself too. It showed oh, the and then one, killing herself. Yeah, which which I going back to like being a dope pop up book of like the little blood that comes out and like a little tab. I was like, what a cool yeah. idea to have that cool little tab. Is she pulling that little tab? Like velvety. Yeah. Right. I was like, what great book design. <laughs> like I was like fascinated by this book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really know how far you want me to get in with this, but I guess the best way to set it up is that she eventually succumbs to the Babadook. He he possesses her. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I, I, I feel like okay. Right. I feel like Lori's uh, ending theories and stuff is like she she doesn't want me to say that because she doesn't think that's actually what happens. But uh, yeah, so let's just, let's just let's talk about the ending. Let's talk about what's going on. What happened? You guys, I think you guys might need to explain more to me probably. Then, uh, so what do you think, Greg, of the ending itself? But kind of like what's going on? I think is going to be the big conversation. You know, from that point on, she kind of just gets this bloodlust in her in her eye. She and and it, it becomes very obvious that she wants to to kill her son. And for a lot of reasons, I mean, she goes into the to the basement at some point and you find that the basement is just full of old memorabilia from her husband. And she keeps the door locked so that nobody can get to it. Um, but it, it leads her down there and she sees a vision of her husband who's like, we can be together again. Just give me the boy. So 
you know, you there are a few scenes where you get a sense of what she's sort of feeling. She curses at him. He asks, oh, mom, you know, I'm just hungry. Can I have breakfast? And he goes, oh, <laughs> she says, if you're hungry, why don't you just eat shit? I mean, <laughs> I laughed at that part. <laughs> I did too. I'm sorry. It was so harsh. It was so mean. And you, you get funny. a sense of she continues to tell him and reveal to him that she re- almost regrets the day that he was born because mm-hmm. it was the same day that her husband died. And it's just been a living nightmare since she's been a single parent trying to deal with this troublesome boy and now she's unable to control that feeling you know with the babadook taking her over and she's just yelling at him now and and essentially just wants to kill him and chases him around the house you know with a knife trying to to kill him and he he uses a lot of his little home alone you know devices (laughs) that he set up to to stop her from getting to him but um yeah it pretty much just comes to to a head when they when they come together and he stabs her and um you know kind of ties her up in the basement yeah uh what about you laura do you want to kind of like talk a little bit about where what do you think is happening here laura okay yeah let's stop tiptoeing around this shit okay (laughs) this is a mental health movie Mm. she is suffering from horrendous grief and depression the babadook is her depression the babadook is not the babadook he's not real even when the son talks about the Babadook, he is literally talking about her depression. He sees it. She doesn't. She wants to never talk about her husband. Never talk. She won't even let her son celebrate his birthday on the day because that was the day the husband died. Right. Mm-hmm. She is just not, not taking care of herself. I actually think that's what the whole toothache is. She doesn't take care of herself. So someone who doesn't take care of themselves, whether it's a toothache or your depression, you're not taking care of it. And as the son says, you can't ever get away from the Babadook. You cannot get away from your depression. How does she get rid of him at the end? She faces it. She lets herself cry and grieve and think about her husband and replay that day. And then she finally, once she allows herself to be in it and feel those emotions and accept it, she then you know, there's a scene where she yells at the Babadook and he kind of scared, he's all scared and he runs into the basement. That's her finally taking the steps to manage her depression. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, we see that she's a much happier person, but she has to pick these worms with her son to quote unquote, go into the basement to feed the Babadook. Mm-hmm. That's just showing that she is going to continuously for the rest of her life need to take some steps to manage and care for her own depression to keep it at bay boom that's the babadook all right good night everybody that's it okay all right (laughs) oh but i i actually think that she is writing the book because there is that one scene in the beginning where she says to her sister's friends like oh i used to write children's books oh and it's so easy to miss that and i missed it the Hmm. first time so she is recreating this book she knows how to draw and write children's books and she's you know, it's a, like I said, it's a mental health. It's a movie about her deteriorating mental health. She does not realize she's doing it, but she's writing these horrible, mm. horrible books. And yes, I mm. think that if she didn't figure out that this was like her depression, she she was so deep into it, she would have killed her son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, he saved her because she is seeing red. She is not Amelia anymore. She is literally trying to kill him and strangle him and he as he is dying he just Mm. rubs her face like i love you so much come back to me Mm. and that's what pulls her out of it yeah 
Yeah. So <laughs> it's like good, but it also gives me yeah, chills. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. Yeah. What what about you, Greg? Do you are you in the same line as that? Is like this is all pretty much in her head, you know? It could be both ways. This is kind of like um drag me to hell where you have a mm. you have a symbolic meaning of the movie and then you also have what could potentially be <laughs> sold as a a real haunting a real demon i was like don't don't compare this movie to drag no me rob's just shaking yeah, his head like no. nope, nope there was nope. there was ne- you know something in the scene where 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 the little kid shoots the ball and it hits the mom in the head there was not like a boink sound that they added to that <laughs> to make it comical like th- you know something actually thinking mm. about it now like this is the movie I thought Drag Me to Hell was supposed to be like stark, serious. Like if you take out all the goofy sound effects in Drag Me to Hell and give it like a dark actual score, then it probably mm-hmm. would have been more this movie. So uh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that, but uh, yeah, sorry, Greg, continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what I'm saying is that, and this is something that I feel like I've expressed to you guys many episodes ago where this is something that I look for in, in movies in, in horror movies is them to convey some underlying meaning of what is horrifying and what is scary and, and, and something that is another layer or two beyond just, Oh, okay, well I'm going to get scared from this jump scare. So that's, that's what this is. So like, I'm definitely on board with, you know, thinking that Babadook is just basically her destructive unprocessed grief that she mm-hmm. doesn't, hasn't figured out what to do with all of these years. Um, and she's, you know, been living with since the day that her husband died. So that's, that's what it is. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The Babadook is her depression. It's her grief. And she struggles with it throughout the movie. Um, you know, one thing is that there's that model that says that in grieving, there's five stages. And it's not a, you know, it's not a scientific model. It's kind of a hypothesis, you know, and a lot of people disagree with it. But it's something that describes how we get over traumatic experiences and how we grieve. And I feel like she did that throughout this entire movie. She had a, you know, there's the denial stage, anger, there's the bargaining, depression Mm -hmm. and acceptance. And she goes through all of these things where she denies that it even happened. You know, she's angry at her son and she's angry that, you know, she can't keep denying it when people keep bringing it up to her in every moment that they can, you know, her neighbor, Miss Roach continually, continually talks about her, um, you know, her husband, she gets so angry. And then she gets to a point to where she has to bargain with the Babadook. She's like, what do you want? It's like, whatever you want, I'll just do it. And then we can get rid of this. Mm -hmm. And she ultimately goes through another sadness of not being able to try to get rid of it. And then, you know, acceptance, which is the the last phase. So yeah, definitely grief and and depression is, is clearly, yeah. And mental health is, is a giant theme in this movie. I loved it. And I think, yeah, Babadook is all about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you guys watching this movie three times now. I definitely can say the first time I watched this straight through that like, I, I, I I like had a sense of like that was the underlying uh, underlying story to this. Yeah. But the first time watching this, I didn't think it was like the movie. I thought like the movie was actually happening to them and just like this was part of it. You know what I mean? It wasn't until seeing it like a second and third time to be like, oh, okay, like I'm I'm kind of with you guys of like, yeah, this is actually all in her head and how she processes things and this and that. But because I was gonna ask when you guys saw this the first time though in like theaters or whatever when you saw it, like did you think it was more like a real setting? Did you think that the end of this yes. movie 
that you, you, you thought what I thought. Cause that's why I text you guys like what the F in the yeah. end of this movie of like, wait, like the end of this movie is like, she's keeping like some type of demon in her basement, feeding it worms, like literally doing that. Like that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I just remember, like I said, I was up for hours after the first time I watched this movie, putting it all together yeah. because when you start a movie, you don't assume that the main villain of a horror movie isn't even real you see it as a physical being like a villain and so it's kind of you have to do some like you know homework almost to try to figure out like wait what did i just watch so it's hard to take that thought out of your head you know yeah it was Mm -hmm. the same with us after we watch it the first time i you obviously take everything for face value when you watch any movie that's Mm -hmm. how you buy into it but I remember it was it was the same with me, Laura. The first couple, I mean, it's two or three hours after watching it. It was late at night. I had to think about the movie. Mm-hmm. And therein, you know, lie that little nugget of, oh, well, there's something definitely. I mean, they make it, I feel like they make it kind of obvious throughout the movie what it is. Um, and they explain the Babadook. But at the same time, you don't put the pieces together when you see random things like, you know, roaches coming out of her wall or glass ending up in their soup or the worms. There's a lot of symbolism that, you know, there's no time to really analyze it while while you're watching the movie, but when it's over, yeah, you got plenty of time to put the, put all of those pieces together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to, there's a lot. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys, was the dad a a magician? Is that why the kid is like a wants to be a magician? I mean, that that would explain the top hat. I thought he know? was. A, I thought he was a musician. Yeah, well, because I, she slept yeah. with the violin, yeah. and there was sheet music in the basement. I, I thought I, I did. I noticed that too. Of like, yeah, his his, you know, the, the father's, you know, clothes are hanging up on like a hook in the basement, and yeah, it's like a suit and everything, and there's a violin. But I was trying to be like, okay, why why is this kid like want to be a magician? And I was like, wait, was the dad a magician at one point or something like that? And and I, I don't know. I was just trying to like like we're <laughs> we're digging into like uh, you know, no pun intended. We're well, digging into all these things right he's now. He's trying like, to make his mom happy. What makes you happier than a magician pulling flowers? <laughs> out of a hat oh, you know i mean it's like mm-hmm. and that's why it's so frustrating when in the beginning of the movie she won't watch him and he's just yeah. like look mom he's just trying to like make her smile yeah okay, all okay. this kid cares about this whole movie is yeah. like, wants her to be okay and happy you know yeah no okay i agree i agree i just wasn't sure about that at one point of like okay what was this what was this dad like what is this kid trying to do in this point you know even though i did love the scene where the mom's freaking out and he throws like a little like not a like a little like firebomb at the floor oh like he's God. like batman trying to like disappear <laughs> yeah. into the darkness but that, that's like the point of this movie where i'm like i fucking love this kid the fucking kid's cool you know uh yeah but uh, she's like where'd you get those firecrackers and he goes you bought them for me on the internet well that's the end of the internet isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh wow that's crazy okay all right i think we're all in agreement of what this movie is what it means and everything like that super cool but uh yeah uh, speaking of, of some scenes from this movie let's get into our horror segment of the week here so let me get Uh-oh. the drop going here Ooh. all right so we got like a, a pseudo game i guess you can call it a pseudo game i'm bringing back Greg's game, Raw Edition. Oh my oh, God! God. You... With, a, <laughs> with a little, with a little twist, I think. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, oh, have you guys read goodness. some, read some scripted lines from this movie. I think we already called out one of them with some shit. Um, so let me, uh, <laughs> let me, let me get this going for you guys here. Oh right now. my gosh! <laughs> Hope we don't okay. have to fully act this out. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna fully act this out. Yeah. Oh my no. god! So. <laughs> Well, we're gonna we're gonna start with the so okay so so 
So what I did was I, I text these guys uh, a couple of uh, scenes from the movie, a couple script notes I had uh, from the movie itself. So pretty much what we're going to do is we're going to act out uh, first the scene uh, with uh, what is the mom? It's, it's the boy, Samuel and, and the mom, Amelia, uh, the scene where uh, Amelia just wants to get some sleep. And, uh, you know, Amelia, uh, you know, just kind of lashes out on him. So I'll be the narrator. Um, of course, Laura, you're going to play Amelia. You're going to play the mom. Greg, going to oh play Samuel. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay. Rob, do you realize so, I, I, I've had three of these Baba snoozes? My acting game is not on. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. We're going to have to act this you out. You the easy know. part. You just get to be the sad little kid. I have to. Oh, am I the kid? Yeah. The well, yeah. Great. You're the kid. You're Samuel. Yeah. I've got some. I mean, how am I supposed to muster this gusto <laughs> that I'm reading here? I'm seeing multiple exclamation marks. Okay. So you guys ready? Okay. I am. But this font is really small. So I'm going to have to like read it. Okay. You have to like zoom in, glasses. zoom in, you know? Okay. Yeah, get your old lady glasses. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to laugh so hard. This is like, do we have to do the voice? Whatever you want to do. This is Rodition, man. You got to do your best performance. You got to have your guest. It's hard because at least with Greg's version, you only had to say one line. This is like mm -hmm. a freaking script. This is this is Rodition 2.0. This is a, like, <gasps> what'd you Bob call edition. it, Greg? Bob Edition. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so uh yeah, so I'll read I'll read the line in there and then uh, it's going to start with you Greg. You're going to have the first line, right? And then I have to I have to do the voice of Samuel, <laughs> so I have to do my best 6 you, 6 year old. You do whatever voice you want, man. You can How are we being scored? How are we being scored? You're being scored on performance, uh voice acting, uh gusto. Uh <laughs> I feel like I'm looking at this script. I have way more lines. This is not fair. And I don't know the first thing about it. Okay. Yeah. And we also, right. we're also judging on accent. So you, if you could do an accent, that'd be cool. Oh, know? that's God, man. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a bonus point. Uh, it's <laughs> a Baba, right. That's a Baba point. Uh, okay. All right. So I'll, I'll narrate in Greg and then you're, you're the first to go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to okay. laugh do at it. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Amelia lies. Um, you're laughing. Greg's already laughing already. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, ready? Okay. I'm good. All right. Amelia lies on her side, pulls up the covers, stares at the wall, her eyes zombie like. They eventually close, silence, and finally sleep. Samuel? Mom? <laughs> Amelia's eyes spring open from this odd voice. She doesn't respond. I took my pills, but now I feel sick again. I need to eat something. <laughs> Amelia's <laughs> eyes fill with resentment. She closes them tighter. God. S Samuel? <laughs> tighter or closes them? Closes them. She closes them. I I'm adding words. Don't worry. Oh, okay. All right. You threw me off. All right. I couldn't find any food in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> you sound like Sean from Sean of the Dead. <laughs> I thought he was groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> Uh, her eyes snap. Her eyes snap open, wondering why her child sounds like this. Uh, okay, Samuel. You said to have them with food. Amelia's face hardens, a buried fury surfacing. I'm really hungry, Mum. She sits up suddenly, facing Samuel. She looks odd. <laughs> That's a weird line. She looks odd. <laughs> why do you have to talk, talk, talk all the time? Don't you ever stop talking? Ooh, that was a good read line. Good job. Man, back to Daniel Day-Laura. She's back. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> uh, Samuel is taken taken back by his mother's tone. Samuel? Oh. 
I was just... I need to sleep. She looks fierce. Samuel is unnerved. I'm sorry, Mom. I was just hungry. If you're that hungry, why don't you go and eat shit? <laughs> there we go. There we go. And scene. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> Why it's nice. We got a uh, we got we got groundskeeper Willie there, and we got uh, <laughs> Daniel Day Laura. I like it. Yeah, I like your accent choice, Greg. I don't know. I can place it. Exactly. <laughs> I don't. I can't place it. You either. sound exactly like when you do the voices from Labyrinth. And <laughs> use Didymus. Use Didymus. And when you try to imitate like Sean and what's his name from Sean of the Dead. Oh man. <laughs> That's so funny. It's bad. I'm All sorry, right. but I don't I get some points for trying. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. You got you got points for that one, Greg. I, I like. And you that had one. a lot more lines than I did. Too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good performance, you guys. I thought that was pretty good. Pretty good. All right, let's go to the the last scene. Now we'll do one more scene here, where um, where Amelia's uh, fully possessed at this point. She's trying to bust down the door and get into Samuel's room. I believe this is right after he stabbed her. All right, let's start here. I'm narration in. Okay, interior. Uh, this is going into the bedroom okay uh samuel sits with his back against the locked door key in hand he hears amelia's footsteps right outside he freezes as she tries the door samuel he tenses sitting up to listen amelia on the other side she clears her throat tries to normalize the pupils of her eyes constrict slightly samuel let me in bugsy's hurt we need to go get help her voice sounds normal but her face is terrifying Samuel, do you want Bugsy to die? Samuel slightly, silently disappears out of frame. Back to Amelia on the other side of the door. Her mouth contorts with rage. Her eye, her eyes, de- her eyes. My goodness, is that even written correctly? No, her, so her eyes, devil's eyes. Wait, what page is this? Like, I'm, I'm lost. Eighty two. <laughs> I don't even see this on eighty two. Eighty two, Greg. Okay, and then you, you got to where she said. Blow, I'll blow your door in. No, I haven't done that yet. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay, she's about to. She's about to. The last thing she. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm. I'm good. I'm on the same page. Okay. Yeah. I think I got fucking lost now. Quick, lost me. Where am I? <laughs> Samuel. Samuel silently okay, disappears out of frame. Okay. Back to Mila on the other side of the door. Her mouth contorts with rage. Her eyes grow devilish. She pounds on the door, growing violent. Samuel, let me in. I'll huff and I'll puff <laughs> and I'll blow your fucking door in. Dang, that was a pretty good read, Laura. Wow. <laughs> she grabs the door frame with both hands, lifts herself up, and slams the door with both feet. Then again and again, over and over, until the door is kicked off its hinges and falls to the floor. Amelia enters, looks around, no sign of Samuel. This infuriates her. She moves in a jerky, powerful way, as if she was, as if she has rods in her limbs. She looks under the bed, behind the curtains. She hears a tiny noise, swivels around in time to see her son sliding down from the top of the wardrobe, his little frame running towards the door. Amelia lets out a screeching sound, just like that of the Babadook. Go for it, Laura. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Samuel stops and turns to look terrified. Uh, his mother uh, glides straight towards him, a spiritual, uh, spectral sight. Samuel instantly wets his pants. Greg, wet your pants. <laughs> this is method. Okay, good. Okay. All right, Amelia. You little pig. Six years old and you're still wetting yourself. He can't look at her. He puts his hands in his pockets. Amelia. Oh, wait, sorry. Um, 
you don't know how many times I've wished it was you, not him that died. I just wanted you to be happy. <laughs> You're going to have to do that again, Craig. I couldn't hear you at all. I just wanted you to be happy. Oh, God. <laughs> I just wanted you to be happy. You know, sometimes I just want to smash your head against the wall until your fucking brains pop out. Whoa, man. Laura's killing Yo, us. No. Oh, wait. <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, Laura's is killing it right now. Samuel backs away from her. Uh, his fist clenched. You're not my mother. <laughs> what did you say? I said, you're not my mother. Greg is changing accents on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> He's throwing me off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where are we? <laughs> I am your mother. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I think that's it. Scene. Wow. Okay. Good job. <laughs> Uh, Laura was like straight serious, and Greg was like, "No, I went through like five different countries and eighteen different dialects." You sound like a chimney sweep from like from Harry from Mary Poppins at one point. I mean, points wise, I think we all can agree. I think Greg will agree too that that Laura, if if this was a game and and somebody had to be the winner, it has to be Laura, right, Greg? I mean, if you weight the scores based on difficulty, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit more even, but yeah, just based on that, the rawness. Yeah, this we is can go mission. again, and I'll play Samuel. Oh dang! No, no, no. That's that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Laura's no. <laughs> <laughs> been waiting to break out her little uh, her little accent. She's been preparing probably. You're not my mommy. <laughs> All right. Well, good job, good job. Laura's clearly the winner. I think. Two. Oh, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if it's really a game, but uh, Laura definitely killed, <laughs> killed that one. Like I said, Daniel Day Laura's back. She's back, everybody. Uh, <laughs> but that was fun. That was fun. You know, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that listening uh, with Greg's accents and Laura's acting. Uh, you know, it's pretty cool. Uh, so, so let's uh, let's let's get to our ratings now of this movie. So let's uh, let's go into the ratings now more a bit of what we thought of this movie. Uh, Greg can do the whole thing he wants in an accent. You know, it's up to him. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but right away, the Rotten Tomato scores are very interesting. So Rotten Tomatoes for this movie, for Babadook, the critic, you have 98%. Oh, my goodness. So you're talking about, like, almost perfect. Then you have an audience score of 72%. You know? Still high. It is still high, but for me, I still thought that was a low rating for what I think this movie is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I went through and kind of like went through some of the negative uh, audience reviews because I wanted to kind of just to hmm. get a sense of what people didn't like about this movie. Um, so so I did I did pull one just to wonder what this is. This is from, you know, uh, August 2nd, 2020. It's actually pretty recently, I guess. Um, so somebody said they gave this movie a half a star rating out of five. What? So, <laughs> so wow. they really didn't like it. So uh, this person said, I'm sorry. I just don't get these positive reviews at all. A, this movie wasn't scary. B, it didn't have any real message. Okay. The characters were just annoying. And I'll be honest, the movie was a serious struggle to get through. So that was something that, you know, that's just one I pulled to kind of like as a perspective. But I did go through a lot of them. And most of the people that didn't like this movie really uh, said characters were all unlikable. They didn't like the kid. They didn't like the mom, which I mean, for a... a character in this movie trying to kill a child i guess that's not likable but right. you have to dig deeper into like why things are happening you know what i yeah. mean um another person said uh 
that they were actually rooting for the Babadook to kill people in this movie. That's how much they hated these <laughs> characters, <laughs> which I Jeez. thought was pretty crazy. Um, and then, like I said, a lot of people just said there's no jump scares and it's not really horror. So that's, oh. that's kind of what people were saying. The negative you're talking about the 30% of people that didn't like this movie. Uh, something we talked about earlier is like a parent factor, I think goes into that. Maybe these people maybe aren't parents don't have that perspective which i think really uh, gives you a different view of this movie and then if you're not looking at it through a grief process lens then yeah. if you're just tracking this as a straight movie then maybe but uh, what do you guys think about those negative kind of views on this movie what do you think laura yeah i mean i i don't see it i think that's crazy i i think that yeah it, either they can't put themselves in the shoes of a parent or yeah they're not looking at they're not putting themselves in the shoes of this either character because we're, we understand what the kid is going through by knowing that it just has the sh- shitty mother, more or less, that's not taking care of him. He's six years old. But then we also, it sounds like the three of us, see the struggle that she's really struggling. It's not like she's just fully shitty. She's not a shitty person. She is struggling yeah. with major grief and depression, and it's making her a shitty mom at the time. Yeah. You know? So yeah, just not not understanding any of those aspects, which I mean, maybe it's a good thing someone doesn't understand. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not crying like Laura while they watch it. Yeah. They're not like me feeling a sadness of like me and my parenting style. Uh, yeah, so maybe not. What, what do you think, Greg, about those negative reviews? I have told you guys that when I didn't get sleep the first six months of my son's you know life there, when he would just cry all the time, you you really feel like a different person. You do feel like a Baba Duck or some kind of demon is taking <laughs> it over you when you don't sleep and you're not thinking right. So that's something. Yeah, definitely you feel viscerally if you are a parent, a lot of this stuff where you get mad and then you love your kid and you bounce back and forth. Sure. But the movie to me is about so much more than that. I feel like anybody should be able to empathize with. Um, yeah. I mean, the fact that I think Austria, how do you say that word? Austritization, you know, when she was separate from everybody, she didn't get any support from by the way, I, you know, I'm blessed with probably the the coolest sister and aunt to my kid ever, you know, so I have to feel especially grateful to the fact that I don't have an aunt like the one in this movie, Hmm. you know, she was the worst. And you would think that that's the person who in the absence of any other family member should be the coolest person to support your kid. She didn't have that. The school administrators didn't support her. Her doctor didn't support her. You know, she was continually absent from the popular group, the social group at the birthday party. Mm -hmm. She was depressed. She was grieving. I just, I, I mean, if if you know a person, you know, you guys know that I uh, am very close to someone who was a, you know, a single mom who had to raise somebody because of a death, you know? So just if you know somebody or know someone who knows somebody, you understand how difficult it is. So I just think that you're not opening your mind up or you're not exposed to some of these things. Like the Babadook is, I I mean, not even at the top of the list of the most horrifying things in this movie. Exactly. It's the personal struggle she has to go with. So if you're looking for horror, don't stop at the Babadook. Like, look at real life. Amen, Father Greg. Oh, Father Greg's back? Oh, wow, crazy. Wow, he came back. (laughs) I'm Father Craig. (laughs) Oh, right, sorry. Father Craig. It's my alias. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's do our ratings. Let's see where we're at on this perspective. If we're high, low compared to this rating. Uh, so let's do one to five. Let's do how many top hats. 
how many top hats <laughs> are you given this movie? Yeah. So, and you can, so you can go through quick positives and, and negatives if you have any, because honestly, I wrote in my notes, are there any negatives? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but uh, what do you think? Top hat, Laura, she's wearing her top hat again. But I'm a top hat for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys, this movie is solid. The acting is solid. It, it's, it is scary. It's extremely sad, which is probably why I wouldn't give it a perfect rating because, mm. you know, no one likes to feel that sad. I, I didn't expect to cry my eyes out on Friday night at the Babadook, but <laughs> here we are. Um, I'm giving this a 4.25. You guys in your fucking fractions. Jesus. Okay. All right. 4.25. Yeah, what is 0.25 of a hat? Is that just like the brim? <laughs> God, I don't know. Maybe it's just like a little top hat, like a little tiny top hat. May- yes, a cute little tiny top hat. Boom. That's exactly what I want okay. my 0.25 to be. Okay. Four regular top hats and a little tiny top hat. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, Laura looks ridiculous. Look at Abe Lincoln. Uh, I totally do. <laughs> you look like Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut, yeah. <laughs> oh, and the top hat now comes yeah, off okay, forever. Right. <laughs> I should have had you wear the top hat when we did our acting. You, you could have worn it, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Greg, what about you? One to five, how many top hats? I rate this movie so high. I love it probably as much as I did when I first saw it. I loved the themes of parenting, showing that it's not all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. And there's this aspect of, you know, people think when you're a parent, all lovey-dovey and it's just the greatest thing. Yes, of course, it's the most incredible experience, but you can't feel guilty at these moments where you are so pissed at your kid for doing something or you're so annoyed or, you know, yeah. um, let those feelings be with you and and deal with it. And I thought this movie showed it metaphorically and also presented you with this creepy Babadook demon which was super unnerving to me um I just I love the different levels I'm gonna give this movie four and a half top hats so four and a half yeah like mm-hmm. so four and then gosh I don't know the first one came down the chimney and it the Babadook <laughs> stepped on it and it's just you know it won't rebound to its original shape it's, it's a flattened hat a flattened yeah. hat wow that's interesting okay all right yeah for me like man I mean I said I watched this movie three times I didn't cry like Laura but you know you, you guys know oh I, and it's a little boy Oh, I know it, it is. Dad. I think you need to have the dad son combo. Yeah, I, I got to have the perfect combo to really, really get emotional. But uh, yeah, I, I dug this movie a lot. You know, this is almost like my perfect horror movie and not like super scary to where I'm scared to watch it. And like it has such great like, you know, uh, a message in it that's meaningful. It actually means so much in this movie, what it's about and and all of that. And then the fact that just all the acting is killer. Like I said, I love the actual effects of the of the Babadook character, the stop motiony look of it. I thought was fucking cool. cool. I fucking love the pop up book. I might try to find one online and see if I can get one. <laughs> um, but uh, man, don't uh, get that anywhere <laughs> near me, please. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I said, like I honestly couldn't think of really a negative for this movie, anything I would improve. So I gotta give it a perfect five. Damn. Wow. Yeah. This movie was this movie's great. This is such a great movie. And I like I said, I really hope if you only watched this once and you didn't like really like get the theme of it and what it's trying to convey, I, I just implore you to please watch again. 
with that perspective of seeing it. I'm not telling you to, to go out and have a child so you can live that life, but you know, <laughs> but, but definitely like check, try to view it of this perspective of grief and, and what this is, is meaning to say. Cause man, I, I just think this is like a perfect damn movie for me, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it can nice. go on, it's right. going to gonna, gonna go on the top shelf of our, our D- shelf. DVD shelf. It's going to go on that top shelf, you know, right up there. It might be, might be, up yeah. on the, might be one it or might two be the highest. I know. Yeah, yeah. I might have to create wow. a new shelf on the very top. I might have to build <laughs> one into the the blockbuster video shelf. Shit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's cool. But a super high rating, great pick, Laura. You know, I, I don't even know if you, you knew this movie was going to be that great when you picked it. You know, I don't know if you were picking it to try to scare me or what. But you guys, it really scared me the first time. I remember having like an out of body experience when a movie was over. Have you guys ever been that horrified by a movie that the movie is over and you're like? I am looking down at myself. I am like totally detached and not in my body right now. Yeah, I think that's literally what happened to me in Mothman. I called myself from my <laughs> astral plane. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened to me in that episode. Future self called. Oh yeah exactly God. yeah yeah wow crazy all right well great pick we definitely highly recommend this fucking movie if you oh, if, you're just, if, you're just, if you're just listening to the pod and say you don't watch scary movies you know we do have a couple of listeners like that i would say give this a try to me it wasn't super scary but i thought it was so well done though i would say give it a try laura's making a face right now somebody maybe that you watch it with the lights on i don't know oh, well, i don't know okay it's yeah watch scary. it with, watch it with the lights on you know, make some soup yeah maybe yeah. if you throw out all your books before you watch the movie don't have any books in your house yeah um <laughs> your yeah. dog outside as well oh yeah yeah oh. So, sorry yeah shout out if anybody is is listening that is uh sad we did another dog death movie it's just almost impossible to get around it good I know. man the I horror know. genre is just full of them good man yeah. come on why, why are no cats why don't they kill cats what the hell uh, we just did a cat with dragging me to hell calm down oh that's right <laughs> but he but he came back he popped out of that guy's mouth at one point so i think he's okay uh but uh <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, so that's it for the review. The this cat lives. <laughs> oh yeah but uh, that's it for the review this week uh next week like we talked about we already did our our monthly schedule uh next week we're going to be reviewing 1995 7 uh i think this was greg's pick um so that's going to be fucking crazy um you know (laughs) (laughs) i just know that we're gonna make greg do the what's in the cups so many Mm -hmm. times you're going to try you will absolutely try to get me to do it yeah i don't know you guys might be prepared if i can't come up with any ideas for horror segment we might be acting out some scenes from seven shit you know (laughs) we'll be acting out the scene uh from seven and greg can really get into his his lines perfect Um, then i will be what's her name so i don't have to say anything (laughs) whoa spoilers oh spoilers spoilers oh no i almost said the actress and then i didn't so i I didn't i didn't say it either yeah yeah yeah. i didn't say it either um yeah that's funny yeah um yeah so like i said you can check out our monthly schedule on on uh twitter instagram it's on our website podpage.com slash conjecturing pod also please remember uh we're still doing conjecture choice so keep sending us in uh movies you want us to review in the future there you can same thing send us to email conjecturing pod at gmail or twitter instagram at conjecturing pod uh lastly please remember to subscribe rate review our podcast wherever you're listening to it on and also check out the slash and cast podcast network slash and cast.net so that's it from the gold room tonight this has been the conjecturing i've been rob and laura and greg yeah until next time remember horror subjective so conjecture away see ya ba ba do fucking hate you <laughs> <laughs>
Duke.